0: Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we've got kind of a smorgasbord of stuff to talk about. Yeah, a little bit of everything. We've cleared up a mystery or two. We sure did. We're going to get to that towards the end of the episode, I think. It's Monday, so Pioneer got changed itty bitty bit. Like 20 minutes ago, right? Yeah. Thanks for waiting on us, uh, <laughs> wizards. Hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. Three days from now when I'm done editing it. You're right. Uh, <laughs> and um, then we have the Magic Fest and yep. Pro Tour to talk about.
1: Recap a little bit of uh, what we saw, our performance, what we yep. saw about the meta, what we think is going to happen in the future.
0: Yeah. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Casual uh, Tripod. You can. Uh, follow uh, Brian has learned how to uh, I don't want to talk to myself in the third person there but <laughs> I have learned how to um, make an entire thread for a G uh, for a GP Without and not breaking, breaking it is great congratulations that was the that was the big accomplishment
1: of the weekend <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook at casual try Hard MtG you can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com and I don't know why I'm telling you this because you're listening to us already, but you can find us anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: Pretty much, if you like hear this and or like I listen to my podcast on whatever app. Yep. Tell us, and I will try to put it on whatever app that is. Uh, I think we're on all of I them. I think we, I feel like we are. Yep. But there might be some like crazy Ukrainian like you know yeah, who app knows? that I don't know about. Yeah, in the gulag. <laughs> Somewhere, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna start with Pioneer because yep. that's like the hottest news. Real quick. So it's Monday. So they made a ban and they yep. banned Veil vale of Summer. That's weird, right? It is weird. So on the way back from the GP yesterday, yep, we were. I was going through. There was a Pioneer deck dump, mm-hmm. and the format just seems like it's powered down modern yeah kind of sort of it's just a bunch of decks trying to like out aggro each other and just run past each other
1: yeah there's nobody interacting with anything
0: yeah because i don't think anyone knows how yet yeah and i think mono black won the mono black aggro won the weekend event yeah and that deck can't be good and then there's like like i think like three or four of the the rest of the top eight were like some sort of mono green basically or mono green splash blue stompy deck
2: yeah
1: super weird
0: And there's a lot of green. Like, the format is really heavy green. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of green ramp decks that are just going way over the top. Yeah. And these green, aggressive, like, stompy strategies. Mm -hmm. So Wizards thought that green was overrepresented. And so they wanted to remove Veil of Summer to see if that, I guess, led to more interaction.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird card to ban.
0: It is. I mean, I think just the problem of, like in the ramp shells like yeah like cool you're you're a control player and you're like three mana counter it and they're just like veil and you're yeah. like well i lost the game or like you're they're like you're like fatal push and they're like veil save my elf and you're like mm-hmm. two for one didn't feel sad and you probably lost the game
1: yeah i mean i get it it's kind of awkward it just seems like if that was the goal was to kind of neuter these either ramp or big mana or just stompy strategies. Like, I don't know. Veil vale seems like a half measure.
0: Yeah. It seems like they're trying to like work around the edges and not yeah. go after maybe Nykthos yeah. or some other card that is enabling that strategy. Mm-hmm. But the cards that enable it are like elves.
3: Yeah. And like, yeah, you, can't, sure.
0: you can't ban like Llanowar Elf and Elvish Mystic. Right. Like that. And then that just looks like weird. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to figure out a way to, like, get more not green decks in the format mm-hmm. without just, like, banning green decks. So it's like a delicate balance. Yeah. And I don't know if if this is going to help. Mm-hmm. Or it might just be the exact same metagame with, you know, a few more things getting countered. Yeah. So that's the Pioneer thing. It just doesn't seem like it's going to do a whole lot.
1: Yeah, and like I'm not really want to talk either because I really don't have a whole lot of experience with this format. I've looked at some of the deck list dumps, and basically my experience in the format has been what we've discussed on the podcast so far. Um, hopefully this week I get to play some Pioneer finally now that the Grand Prix is over, and uh, I think we got an event we're gonna try and go to next weekend.
0: Yeah, so. I I have I have ideas. Okay, they might be bad, but I have ideas. <laughs> I, I was going through old red green rampless, mm-hmm. and I found a forgotten card that's probably really good in this format yeah what's that? Kozilek's return oh yeah everyone's just playing mana dorks and like the decks are like red green ramp into goblin rival master or yeah. mono green like elves and you're mm-hmm. just like Kozilek's return you right. cast a ramp spell cast a giant aldrazi mm-hmm. Kozilek's return you again yeah Good luck. Yeah. So that card might be good.
1: Yeah, I mean, we also kind of talked on the way home a little bit about the uh, the Sultai deck, like the mid range deck yeah. that I want to play, and how one of the changes I made to the deck was to move a uh, Golgari Charm in, kind of for the same reasons, cleans yeah. up a lot of those little Goblin tokens, cleans up a bunch of Elves.
0: Yeah, it just makes it so you have ways to like catch back up if they do stick something. Yeah. So, Magic Fest Richmond. Yeah. So. We'll talk Magic Fest, and I think we'll also talk maybe the, the Pro Tour. Mythic Championship. Mythic Championship. Yep. Sorry. A little bit here. So we went in. Uh, we both kind of made our deck choices with the idea that the format would be all-go all time. Yep. All-go all, all the time. And going to the the Magic Fest, it was pretty obvious that was the case as people were running around Asking every vendor for Aethergusts, mm-hmm. Noxious Grasps, and Veils of Summer, yeah. and Mystical Disputes. They were selling Veil of Summers for $9 a piece yeah. in some places. Pretty
1: crazy. Yeah. We're going to uh, touch on this in a future episode, but uh, just a helpful hint. When you show up to a big event like this, have your deck with you.
0: Don't make it so you're having to run around and get like gouged. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're like... I think I... I don't know what my 15th sideboard card is. I have right. a bunch of options. Bring the options. Yeah, bring them all.
1: The vendors typically don't carry like commons and uncommons. So, so if, if they have them, they're yeah.
0: charging you an arm and a leg for them. Right. They're only buying them... They're buying them for like $2 so they can sell them for 9 Right. I saw someone buy like three Veil of Summers and another card. The guy was like, it's $34. And the guy went, what? He's like, the Veils are eight apiece. piece." And he paid for it because yeah. he, he had to have them. He had to have them. Yeah, so don't be that person. Yeah. So the Mythic Championship had a, a nice uh, metagame oh, breakdown. Oh, yeah. Very nice. of Frank Carson, <laughs> it was 69% of the decks had an Oko in them. Nice. Nice. So either an Oko in the main or the side. Right. So it broke down to the Simic and Saltai food lists. Yep. Bant
1: Food. It was Sultai Sacrifice. Sultai Sacrifice, and... which is
0: like the Cat Witch's Oven yeah. engine with Oko. Yep. And then uh, salty Flash, right? Or Simic Flash. Simic Flash had them in the sideboard. Yeah. And so that was about 70% of the metagame. Yep. The Day 2 metagame breakdown was about the same. The Actually, the food decks went up in metagame share. Yeah. The, uh, Magic Fest, there was no day one metagame. Yeah, I didn't see anything. But the day two metagame was about forty to forty five percent food.
1: Yeah. We kind of have a theory about that too, right?
0: Yeah. So I heard I heard multiple people say this. Yeah. Or saw it in tweets where so everyone who basically didn't do well at the pro tour, or a lot of them, yeah, just registered for the uh the GP. Mm-hmm. So there were about 200 people that didn't day to the Pro Tour.
1: That were playing in a GP.
0: They were playing in a GP. It was
1: a small GP too. So the yeah, uh, it was f- the average quality of player for this GP was pretty high. Pretty high.
0: So it was, it was like 560, 570 yeah. players. I haven't found the exact number. We did some like mm. pairings math. I would say probably 100 to 150 of them were Pro Tour players. Yeah. And a lot of them we like, I played Oko at the Pro Tour. And I don't want to play it anymore. And I don't want to play it anymore. I didn't have any fun. Yeah. So I had Justin Sekenik beside me mm-hmm. round four, and he said, yeah, I played food, but it wasn't fun. So I decided to play this. He mm-hmm. was on Guy Cavalier Fires, yeah. and he top eight of the tournament. Sweet. Uh, yeah. We had, we had a slightly divergent path. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went uh, five, two, and one. Mm-hmm. The one was brutal.
1: Yeah, it was pretty brutal. I showed up for the very end of it. Yeah. I could um, see the life draining out of your face.
0: Yes. And um so I got a feature match, but mm-hmm. it was a feature match that there was no coverage for. They took a picture of me and then 20 minutes after my match said who won. Yep. Uh
1: So if a tree falls in the woods and nobody hears it.
0: I still got I was at table 9 and round 2 yeah. and I got a feature <laughs> match. That's that's all, that's all I'm going to tell my grandchildren. Uh <laughs> Uh, perhaps one day. I showed up with a deck. Uh, we don't know how to call it. Is it Counterburn, Tempo,
1: somewhere between the two? Yeah, it's a little the, bit of both.
0: It's the deck I tweeted out and tweeted out a Cyborg Guide for. Mm-hmm. And I said all I wanted to do was play against food decks. Yep. Uh, I went three and oh against anyone who had an Oko in their deck, mm-hmm. any blue green deck. I drew against Jeskai Planeswalker Fires. Yeah, my opponent. Uh, cast Fey of Wishes like seven times. Yeah, you
1: said he kept going back in and his sideboard. W- and,
0: one t- and was just, I don't know what I'm going to get. And uh, I needed one more turn to kill him. I think yeah. he would not have gone through his deck, so his sideboard so many times I would have got there. Yep. Uh, and then he got snippy with me for he had an Ugin and a Chandra and I had to figure out how to not die. Right. And he's like, we have three minutes left. I'm like... Give me a second here, dude. I've been just doing a lot of like land go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I drew round, uh, that was round five. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, so played food, one, then played my worst matchup in the room, which was red black sacrifice. Ouch. Back to back rounds. Yeah. We ended up two and two and was going to have to ride the lightning, then drew mm-hmm. and then won my next three matches. Mm-hmm. So it was a little sad.
2: Yeah.
1: I had a pretty similar experience. Ended up five and three. One lost, lost one, lost one, I think. Something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: So it was, um, Trim was fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I was happy with my deck choice. Like, yeah. It did exactly what I thought it would do. I knew I had a hole against red black. Right. And I think the problem is, is there's not a flexible enough, like, piece of like artifact removal to deal with witch's oven
1: you think that's the problem is the oven
0: yeah like you can deal with everything else it's the fact that the cat just comes back yeah and so like if there wasn't a braid in the format where you Mm. would have like that
1: well you have spyglass
0: yes uh, yeah I guess I didn't play spyglass maybe maybe that's what I needed to do was play spyglass and like not worry so much about the like blue white matchup which is also not great
1: well right but that helps you there too
0: yeah i guess it turns off a planeswalker yeah but um yeah so that was the only thing that that i may have wanted to do differently Mm -hmm. uh but i think i was i was fine it did exactly what i thought i i just clown food players they were like tap out for nissa counter it put a counter on my guy bounce something attack you for seven yep right and it was exactly what was supposed to happen. And. I got a few people where I just like slammed a dragon and attacked them, and they were like, You have a dragon. I'm like, I do. <laughs> you have four less life points. Yeah, you're going to die. Go. <laughs> so, but it was good. I yep. think that if I had to do it again, maybe Spyglass or some way to shore up the food matchup. Yeah. Uh, I the, don't even know if that's not right the food or matchup, not. The, the sacrifice matchup. Yeah. And then I think other than that, I'm like pretty happy with how everything went. Mm hmm and we decided that you were happy with your deck, but wished you would have got on it sooner.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of my MO, though, right? Is I'm always finding a deck last minute. Yeah. Yeah, this deck was very me. I wish I had found it sooner. I did lose to Oko, Oko, or I didn't lose to Oko. I lost to Nyssa and Nyssa and the Mirror. Now, the mirror was a weird one. I was not expecting to see the mirror because this is kind of like a fringy deck. Yeah. And I had never played it. So, like, thinking back on it, it took me until the third game to figure out that the whole game was about Mayhem Devil. Yeah. Had I figured that out right off the rip, maybe that round would have gone a little differently. Who knows? It's kind of yeah. too late to tell at this point. But, yeah, we're going to go into uh, some more of my thoughts about the um, like the meta in general a little bit here and that kind of will roll back into my deck decisions when
0: we talk about that so the like we said so that was kind of our experience yep the mythic championship the way they have it set up is there's the big hall for the main like GP Mm -hmm. magic fest thing and then like they have I had like I don't know 75 to like 85 percent of the wall that that separates the convention center in half yeah and you could walk over to the Mythic championship. Mythic side. Championship. Yeah. So day one and two, they had all the tables out, and they kind of mm-hmm. had it roped off where you weren't allowed to go back unless you had right. one of the fancy like passes. But then you could see in the back, you could see the feature match area, mm-hmm. and what then, you see on TV. Yeah, what you see on TV. And then day three, they got rid of all those tables and they just built this. Um,
1: it was like a viewing area.
0: Yeah, it probably had like. Forty or fifty chairs, mm-hmm. and like two TVs set up, and you just basically you just watch the stream.
1: I've never been to another Pro Tour, Mythic Championship, whatever, but I have heard the viewing area mentioned a couple times. Yeah, so I don't know, like if that's a normal thing that maybe they didn't do for the whole thing this time around because it was part of uh, Magic Fest. Yeah, um, but I have heard le- even on day ones people mention the viewing area. So yeah,
0: so I, yeah, I don't know if there was. There probably wasn't one somewhere else. But, yeah, uh, I don't know where else they would have had one. But there was one for day, th- for day three, so you could yeah. sit and watch the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top eight was, was it f- five Simic Foods, a Eye or four Simic Foods, two Saltai, and then a Green Black and a Green White Adventures. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know the exact breakdown. Yeah, It was all food and yeah. then two Wall Innkeepers. Right. We were almost
2: back. Yeah.
0: And they were just finishing up. It was something like 10 hours to play day three from like 10 to 7 or something. I
1: think they said that the previous, like as of the last round, the previous two rounds were food mirrors. Yeah. And I want to say that on coverage they said that those rounds lasted three hours apiece.
0: Yeah, like best of five and like no untimed rounds. You just get like forever. And, yeah, it's just super long. There were a lot of draws. Like, yeah. So, I had my draw, and I think there were, like, 24 draws wow. in, in the In the GP. That's a lot. 24 people that, that were, there were more because there were some people that had 17 points that had two draws. Oh, man. There were five, one, and two. Yeah. So, like, there were just a lot of these mirrors that just went to time. Mm-hmm. So the winner was Andre Strotsky. Congratulations. If you play against Honey on a uh, Arena, that's Andre Strotsky. Yep. He apparently he has a stream. He's a quite popular streamer. Uh and he has built like three of my last four standard decks. Yeah. I almost walked up and told him that, but <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like, you know, he's, you know, Playing in day three of the Mythic Championship. You just didn't <laughs> need some like rando walking up to him being like, what?
1: you stop who'd you stop this weekend? Andre Magucci?
0: andre Maguchi, I Reed had Duke. I had I had andre maguchi sign andre maguchi Yeah. So I have uh one of the channel fireball zombie army tokens because yeah. I was playing commence the end game. So I had him sign i was like excuse me, Mr. maguchi
1: Yeah. Will you sign yourself? <laughs> and you congratulated Reed Duke, he, Fame, right? Reed Duke on the Hall of Fame, right? Congratulated
0: Red Duke on the Hall of Fame. And then, uh, talked to Terrell Toffel Severin briefly. Yep. Uh, told him I enjoyed it reading him, boys, and that Riley was growing on me. (laughs) He (laughs) was in
1: the pod next to us when we were doing our mystery drafts.
0: Yeah. So, like, he, his friend was in our draft. Yeah. And he was in the other one. So it was just like slightly off. Yeah. Yeah. Our second mystery draft pod was, uh, Pro Tour Sharks. Yep. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I think there was three of them in that pod. Yeah, there
0: were three of them. And then, uh, yeah, so I think those are the three people I stopped. I don't think I harassed anyone else.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: Uh, so I've, I've talked to two of the three arena boys. We just need to get one more in there. We're good. There you go. Uh, we just got to find you mean one day. <laughs> so this is where we are, and there's really no reason to go super deep into, like, the format and what the matchups were, because the format is Oko, food. There were... Apparently, multiple players in the GP mm-hmm. and apparently at the Magic Fest. Uh, sorry, at the at the GP and the uh, Mythic Championship. Yeah, that were like elk cosplaying.
1: Oh, I didn't realize there were people at the Mythic Championship. Yes,
0: like uh, Maria Bartholi brought it up. Like she's yeah. like, I've never seen so many people like at the Mythic Championship with elk antlers and like cosplaying yeah. during the Mythic Championship.
1: Yeah, there was a, a. I think there was a team of three people that weren't just cosplaying as elks; they were cosplaying as elk tokens. Yeah, they because they had three three slash three written on the back of their shirts. Yeah,
0: in their uh, and they had shirts that had like the printed on name tag that said yeah. "Hello, my name is Elk." Yeah, and they had on antlers. Yeah, I would say there were probably like I probably saw seven or eight people. Yeah, with elk antlers on. Oh, there's a lot of them. So we know that something's going to change in right. a week. And it's just a question of what, but the format can't continue as it is. So there's no reason to like do some deep dive and be like, well, what's the best build? Yeah.
1: That'd be a waste of everybody's time. It's Uh, all going to be different in exactly seven days from right now.
0: Yeah. If you, again, if you want to like jam your Okos. Do it now. Do it now. Yeah. I started buying Okos. I bought a borderless oko for 35 man the mighty have fallen yeah i know i feel like a dunce because i spent 50 on my okos and now yeah. they're like 25 and i'm like what have yeah. i done but that's all right. he's just gonna like unless he gets banned in pioneer but he's still like legacy playable so and uh, modern and he's one. his one a vintage channel uh, championship that's right so evidently
1: black lotuses make good elks
0: yeah they do they get in there yep uh so yes yeah, so you have them um, so, we're not going to get too deep into that. But we are yeah. going to talk about kind of what the, some of the problems are and like what the format looks like. Mm-hmm. So, James has a soapbox. Let me check. He seems to be standing on it.
1: Yep, I've got it. So, I don't remember how much of this we have actually talked about on the podcast. Yeah. So, I figured I'd just wrap everything up and we'll talk about it all right now since it relates to Bannings anyway.
0: Sounds good.
1: Back. You know, a couple minutes ago when we were talking about my deck selection, I had to go out of town for training for a week. And because I was out of town, I had a bunch of free time after my training. And all I did was jam arena games and try and figure the meta out to come up with a solution for what I was going to play for this Grand Prix. And I had some revelations that I think I shared with you like during that week. And then when I had come home and we had, you know, talked back and forth a little bit. But like I said, I don't remember how much of it actually ended up in the podcast. So one of the things that I had mentioned was that the turn two Oko isn't a death now. You can beat the turn two Oko. It's the turn three or turn four Nyssa that is super hard to beat. If you, like if you Noxious Grasp or, you know, kill the Goose or counter the Oko or whatever, the Oko doesn't generate like enough value by itself to like swing the tide of the game. If your opponent like sticks an early oko and makes a food, sure that food's probably gonna matter at some point. But it's not back breaking. That portion of a card that the food represents isn't like vastly going to change the game. Whereas if they stick a turn three Nissa, that whole game not only becomes about that Nissa, but the value that it leaves behind. So if they get a turn three Nissa down. Untap a forest, make it a 3 3, swing with the 3 3, and then, you know, use that two mana to, like, cast a once upon a time to find their Hydroid Crisis that they can now ramp out with Nyssa. Like, you lost that game. Mm. Even if you kill that Nyssa, you've lost that game. You're not coming back from that. There's Nyssa just has too much value if it ever hits the battlefield to, like, come back from, I guess. And the fact that it can come down on turn three or turn four is. Kind of absurd.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not okay.
1: Yeah. So when I was trying to figure out the decks, like I had originally planned on just playing food, either Simic food or sultai food or whatever, but I couldn't find a build of it that could answer the turn two Oko and answer and come out ahead with the uh, turn three or turn four Nissa. You could do one or the other. You can build a deck that beats an early Oko or you can build a deck that beats a Nissa, but you can't really do both. And you have to be able to, because the deck's capable of making both. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's been lots of talk over the last, like, 6, 8, 12 months about 3-mana walkers. Yeah. Um, how we have, like, Oko. We have 3-mana Teferi. Big Teferi, people were calling a 3-mana walker.
0: He's a 3-mana planeswalker that you can't cast till turn 5.
1: Right, because part of his, like, going up, untaps, lands for you. Well, Nissa does the exact same thing.
2: Yeah,
0: we... We mentioned this, we said this on the way back. Yeah. And we were like, oh yeah, we hadn't... I had never heard anyone say that, but she is effectively just a three-mana Planeswalker that you can't cast till turn five. Right. And But then gives you 10 mana on turn and, six.
1: And then the next turn. Yeah, it's it's absurd. I'm going to make a couple more points and then I'm going to kind of wrap this up a little bit, but I think you kind of can see where I'm leaning here. One of the other revelations I had was that the mirror, despite it being not fun to play was super play draw dependent. And I think I pointed out in the car ride home that if you watched the finals, Mm -hmm. the advantage that was gained by being on the play was like almost insurmountable. Like you could look at the battlefield on turn three and the guy who was on the play had a full battlefield. And the guy who was on the draw had to answer what the person on the play was trying to do and had no
0: battlefield yeah you you spend more time being reactive yeah and you can't ever play to the board
1: right and like in this mirror match you have to play to the board otherwise you get buried somebody sticks a nissa and then you know they animate a land they go find a threat they make a bunch of mana you can't you can't react to that you have to be proactive to that which really stinks when you're on the draw
0: so Well, Paulo was on the play in the finals, mauled to five, mm-hmm. played a questing beast and almost won.
1: He did win a to five on the play, on the, yeah, he was on the play like I think it was round three. He was on the play, mauled to five, and won that game.
0: Okay, he was last game he was mauled to five, yeah. and went almost like, won. Turn three questing beast like maul your oko yeah, and then. Uh, got Strosky to five before yeah. Strosky was able to like stabilize.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that took a massive mass manipulation to do, right?
0: Yeah, he did mass manipulation to steal two things. So with the mirror being so play draw dependent, I think we talked about this before. There is there is an argument. People keep saying that these food decks have a lot of like intricate play patterns and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think there is there are a large number of draws that the game just runs away and yep. you just. You just don't do anything you're like here's my Oko on turn 2 here's my turn 4 Nyssa Mm -hmm. here's my giant hydroid crisis and it's like I didn't have a draw that lined up with that I just didn't do anything Yep. and then the games there are the games where you both kind of do your thing yeah you you both
1: have a threat and a piece of interaction
0: yeah and then the game slows down yeah and becomes about grinding up value and making decisions but there's I don't know 20 25 percent of the draws that you're just like oh well we're done yep pretty much that is not great and i there's an article i read that will we can touch on here a little bit okay that explains what that gets at the root of what's causing some of that
1: okay so i had promised a couple minutes ago that we were going to talk about how all this influenced my uh, deck decision yeah so now that's what i'm going to do I ended up on the four-color, like, sacrifice, food, kind of mishmash list. I thought that Oko was too good not to play. Like, for the three-mana investment that you can get down on turn, you know, turn two with a Goose. And, like, Goose is already kind of a card that you want to play anyway. Like, Oko's too good not to play. But I didn't want to get into, like, the Nissa Mirrors, because that's just miserable. Yeah. So I wanted to find a list that played Oko, but didn't have to rely on Nissa. Like, Oko kind of rewards some good decision making too i know you said like that was kind of a 25 percent thing but if you do make good decisions with oko you can get like incremental advantage there yeah so the sacrifice deck like when you combined it with oko can just kind of make all your opponents threats elks and then chump them forever with cats yes so like you can turn the game into not about combat if you want to Mm-hmm. Which is really helpful when your opponent wants to make the game about combat.
0: Yeah, or has to.
1: Yeah. On top of that, like if you can if you can find a window to stick a Corvold, and you have like even a portion of your engine going, you can make a lethal Corvold like over the course of a turn. Like if you cast a Corvold, by the time you untap and go to combat with Corvold, I'd say probably seven times out of ten you can make that Corvold lethal. And on top of that, the advantage he gives you by letting you turn, like, your cats and food and stuff into cards, even if they can answer the Corvold, you still have such an advantage that you can usually find a way to win from there.
0: Yeah, so, like, the deck with the highest win rate, it was a small sample size, Mm -hmm. was Saltai Food. Yeah. Which is basically the deck you were playing... Kind of minus, minus the, the red. Corvold. Yeah. Like the Corvold. You had Mayhem Devil 2. I had right? Mayhem Devil 2, yeah. So, yeah, so they didn't have that. They didn't have the red. It was a little bit cleaner mana base. It was blue, yeah. black. Uh, it was uh, it was Sultai. Yeah. But it's the same basic thing. They had the cats and they had the Oko. Mm hmm. Say cat. Uh, we've had cats last week too. This yeah. is Cauldron Familiar cat. Yeah, cal- different cat. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it was, it was a, a deck choice that other people made. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly more tuned, but it was a deck choice that other people made.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you said also there was a four-color... Li- like, the conversion rate for four-color was pretty high, too, day one to day two.
0: I think. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but yeah. I think it was all right.
1: The other thing that like kind of influenced my decision to play this deck is I had just mentioned the engine, but there's a whole bunch of engine cards that work really well together without really needing to assemble any specific pieces of them. So the cat, uh, Cauldron Familiar... Uh, witch's oven gilded goose and trailer crumbs like if you can assemble like any just about any two pieces of that engine except for i guess cat and no no even cat and trailer crumbs works yeah if you can assemble like basically any two pieces of that engine you're just going to get a huge advantage over the course of like two turns without really any extra investment yeah so again foreshadowing i think this might be a decent place to look post ban yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the trip. Also,
0: it depends on what is banned, right? But yes, yep. it could be. It could be a reasonable place to start. Yep. I guess I'll throw this in here now. So I read an article by Zvi Mouschwitz. There you go. Who he just has like a a WordPress page that he like occasionally sends stuff out. Okay, and
1: he is uh, like one of the greatest minds Magic has had.
0: Yeah, he's like an old school yep. like deck builder. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or not. I think he is. I think he is. He's, and he's in the Hall of Fame for being known as like just a great deck builder.
1: Yeah. I wanted to point that out because if you're like newish to the game, yeah, you, have no idea you would have never heard of him.
0: Like, who's this V guy? Yeah. So he wrote this thing where he's like, Oko needs banned, mm-hmm. right? Oco's messed up, but we also need to ban the London Mulligan. Okay. Because he feels like what happens is, is you have to – everyone is just trying to have their exact same best start over and over and over again. And the London Mulligan allows you to do that more consistently. That's a really good point. So the games become about turn two, Oko turn three Nissa draws because you see them more often.
1: And especially when you only need like one or two cards to get there.
0: Yeah. And you also like, you know, once upon a time exacerbates that because you have the London Mulligan and then, you get to keep more sixes that right. have once upon a time because they're the non-planeswalker missing piece right. of your do your thing the same way every time. Yeah, they're
1: either a dork or a land.
0: So the, he's like the games are being becoming super repetitive yeah. and being about these like you know perfect draws because of the London Mulligan.
1: You know, I hadn't thought about that. We we've talked about like the format getting solved really quick a couple times, and I had never really. Like factored that in
0: with my deck, I had to. I, you know, I tweeted this out. And I think I said it before. Yeah. In the blind, I ha- would have to take perfectly functional hands and put and them I would back. Put them back because I had to have some way to interact with turn two Oko, turn three Nissa. Yeah. And so it'd be like, oh, this hand's good, but I'm on the draw and it has two mana interaction. That's not good enough. Right. Send it back. Try again. So then I could get. A consistent, repeatable, Mm -hmm. like, board state of Goose-Shock-It. Yeah. And, like, that is a weird place to be that you have good hands that you have to mulligan because you know your opponent is going to do the exact same thing every game. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, they're going to have Forest Goose, Mm -hmm. so I have to have a way to interact with Forest Goose. Right. And so, like... The format's getting solved because yeah. everyone's getting to do the exact same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. His argument was like, keep the London Melligan for limited, mm-hmm. but, but then go, do back, go to back to like the, Vancouver. the old Vancouver Melligan. Makes which, sense. Which I don't know if they would do.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they do that either. It'd be too confusing for newer players, I think.
0: Yeah, but it does raise a point that it's maybe not only the fact that we've had some yeah. Misses in R&D. Yeah. But just like now the fundamental the rules of the game. are punishing enough. Yeah. The fundamental rules of the game are. Yeah. I understand not wanting the Mulligans to be punishing so you don't have non-games, but you also, the, the Mulligans not being punishing means that going from seven to six to make sure you have the one, two, or one, three, four, five curve. Mm-hmm over and over and over again.
1: So basically what you're telling me is that the deck in Modern that everybody was afraid of running away after adopting the London Mull was Tron. Yes. And now in Standard, the deck that everyone has agreed is running away with a metagame is Oko, Oko Nissa. Yeah. And they both rely or benefit pretty heavily from this London Mulligan. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is Oko is Tron.
0: Ooh, is Oko? Ooh, Oko could be Tron.
1: I mean, it kind of is, right? Yeah. It it's a big en- mana deck.
0: It is enemy number one. Yeah. But, I mean, even think about, like, in Pioneer right now, the yeah. the decks that everyone's complaining about are the green decks. Yeah. Right? They had to ban Ley Line of Abundance because if you draw your seven, you don't have Leyline Dork. You mull, You mull, and then you hit Leyline Dork, and you're like, okay, cool, now I have my busted start. Right. Or even now, like, the the green decks that are doing well are all, like... Once Upon a Time decks. Once Upon a Time elf decks. Yeah. Right? So you're like, well, I need to go elf into three drop. Right. Okay, if I don't have Once Upon a Time land elf three drop... Yeah. I mull again, and I'm going to get some combination of those things.
1: Yeah, you were rattling off... I, I don't remember if it was... Uh... PTQ deck or uh yeah, like challenge the, deck that was yeah. just like elves and then Legion War Boss, Goblin Rabble Master, just yeah. like these broken three drops. So it was all elves and three drops. It was
0: eight elves, eight of the red three drops that yeah. make a goblin that attacks. Yeah. Once upon a time, and some ember cleaves, because embercleaves yeah. on a Rabble master is real good. Yeah, real good. But like you know you're going to with eight elves and eight three mana things to play Mm -hmm. you know that every game you can go elf three drop yeah uh start bashing face Mm -hmm. every single game which that wasn't the case before right so that might be an unintended consequence of just like improved consistency
1: yeah i hadn't thought about that and
0: it's not even like they're not combo decks per se Right, It's like just... Improve they're they're combo
1: nations instead of true combos.
0: Yeah, and so everyone's right about combo decks being too good. Yeah. And it's more just these like... Synergy decks. Synergy like ramp decks. Yeah. Like I've got to get from one to one to three. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Like yeah. there may... It, I'd there, like
1: to see some data on that. How, how much did you mull this weekend? Did you ever... Do you... Like when you're keeping track of your life and like your rounds and what you're playing against, do you ever write down if you again or not?
0: Sometimes, uh, I think I again I don't know, like five or six times, but they were for the most part, they were, I think there was one or two for lands Yeah. issues, but the rest of the time it was, I don't have interaction. Yeah. I have to have interaction.
1: So I'm sitting in the other seat because I was playing Goose and Oko and I did not, this time I did not write down if I mulliganed or not. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't especially like if I'm, if I'm trying to collect good data for something yeah um this time I did not but I know for a fact I only kept one seven all weekend
0: oh really yeah which would like would never happen never ever before that because no. you'd be like I can't go to six
1: right and like the cost of going to six is almost nothing
0: yeah and I mean I know I told you before the tournament I was like I just have to remind myself mm-hmm. I can win on fives mmm And I've done it plenty of times on Arena where I'm like, well, I don't have interaction. I don't have interaction. Okay, I have, like, a mystical dispute, a Brineborn cutthroat, and, like, you know, an Ionize. I'll find my third land, and then we're just going to make the game about them. Hopefully, I draw well. Yeah. But, like, you would never, like, going to five before was just like, well, I'm done.
1: Yeah, I lost now.
0: Yeah, and now you're like, well, I'm live, which on one hand is good. Mm Mm-hmm right it's good if you're mulliganing because you're not getting lands and spells right it's another thing if you're mulliganing cuz you have to because you have to have very specific yeah. answers or you need to have a very specific set of cards yeah this might just be a like a bigger overarching issue that yeah even if cards are fine right that they could be broken if you always have access to the way they're broken yeah not, that's to interesting. O, not to say that Oko is not broken. Right. But maybe it's less broken if you don't have it every single time.
1: Well, I mean that's kind that's kinda of what I what I had said though, is that like Oko on turn two is really good. And unless you have an answer for it like right away, it's probably gonna win, end the game. But it's beatable.
0: Yeah. I think the thing is, is like you were like you have to have like noxious grasp, right? Yeah. Right, you're never gonna attack it down. I think oh that's, no, 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 no! That's yeah. like part of the problem. Like you have to yeah. warp your deck to have an answer to it.
1: Yeah, no, you still have to be black.
0: Yeah, because if you don't have, if you just have, if you just play a creature like a dum-dum, they just make it a three three, and yeah. like you're like, okay, my oko is at two, I'll put it at four, and then play a wicked wolf. Yeah, eat your three three. Yeah, good go, game. and you're like, uh... So it does kind of like warp things pretty far. But I was just thinking, was play design, play designing with the London Mulligan?
2: Probably not.
0: So it may have been a situation where they were misplaying Oko. Yeah. And they weren't able to just go like, oh, I don't have Goose Oko. I'm going to go find it now. I'm going to go find it now. Yeah. So maybe the consistency from Once Upon a Time was fine Mm -hmm. but combining that with the london mall like aggressively going to six to find i know there were multiple games where, like my opponent would go like goose go Mm -hmm. and i would shock it yeah and they would have no turn to play and no land and no land yeah or they would have like the land they'd like play their land yeah and then like okay now I'm gonna make a food like they didn't have their third land right like they were all in on like winning the game on with Oko yeah and it was like shock oh no I guess they can't make it you're like shock they have no turn to play right and then they're like you know, they were like you know offended that I like dared Killed interact their with their goose yeah you know they were everyone's super reliant on having that yeah. particular curve hmm. so anyway so London Mulligan might be a uh, a problem due to you know what he said what are other things we can do
1: pretty interested in reading that article i'll have to find that when we're done here so yeah there are a couple different things that can potentially happen that are like kind of reasonable the first thing that kind of the hive mind all agrees on is that oko should be banned i think if you go just about anywhere on social media talk to anybody playing the game everybody pretty much is on board with ban oko the second card that can get banned is the goose um, for a long time, the design strategy has been that one-man accelerants are too good. Ever since Origins, I believe, I think it was since Origins. Like they, they at that point, they had said one-man accelerants are too good, so we didn't have elves for a long time, despite having them. It was
0: like, after it was after they rotated out of M15. Yeah. So yeah, so M15 yeah, so, so cons blocked. Yeah. And then
1: yeah. Um. Like, Magic has had one turn accelerants for pretty much its whole existence up until that point. They decided that one turn or turn one accelerants were too good, so they got rid of them. And then we recently just got them back, and uh, maybe that's part of what the issue is now. The one thing that I didn't write down that some people are talking about is banning Once Upon a Time, just as another way to get, you know, consistency. But now, knowing about that last point that you just made about that article, I don't know if. Uh, once upon a time is correct or if London Mulligan is correct, or maybe a combination of both. Yeah. And then the third thing that uh you know, I had noticed going back to my testing for this event was Nyssa. I think is too strong.
0: Yeah, no, Nyssa, I bought a bunch of Nissa's when she was yeah. spoiled because I'm like, this card just seems nuts. Like just yeah. a one sided mana flare. I think in the yeah. car I was like Mana Flare was three and a red, and it did it to both players. You're like, you tapped your four mana, and yeah. you gave your opponent eight. Right. Now you tap five mana. You get two. Get two back and a three three. Yeah. With haste and, and vigilance. It, and it only affects you. Yeah. The game has changed. Yeah. Right. And you know the number of times on coverage they were like, well, if, like he untaps with Anissa, the game's over. Right. Like you can't let your opponent untap with Anissa. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, know, you can't let ever un, let anyone ever untap with Anissa. Like, right. The, the yeah, whole the game, game will end. The whole game is kill that Nissa this turn. Yeah. And if you don't, is usually over. Mm-hmm. Now, I did race a few Nissa, but
1: <laughs> Super hard to do though. Super
0: hard to do. Yeah, I think the, the it's Banoko. Mm-hmm. I think the options are Banoko, the like and then the Goose Nissa yeah. ban. And then if they just want to like take a sledgehammer to green, it's I think Oko Nissa. Yeah. Because, like, if you leave Nyssa around, like, the green deck is probably just slot Teferi into that slot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just... then you just play Nyssa and Hydrodokrasis. Like, that's yep. just going to be yep. a deck Mass until manipulation. it rotates out. Yeah, yep. Mass Manipulation. Maybe play a little more interaction because yep. you have some, like, white cards and you play, like, a Deputy of Detention or something mm-hmm. to eat other Hydroid Chrysi. Yeah,
1: kind of like the deck that was around before Oko.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, those are, like, the only options that I think they they have, like, those kind of combinations. Because if you don't, like, I think just, like, green is going to be, like, busted. Oppressive. Going forward. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what they have in the next format. Yeah, I have no idea. But.
1: Green was really good in Theros last time we were there.
0: I think we talked about this before. Like, it just seems like green gets. Everything. Everything. And, like. There's just not a hole yeah. in green card in in green as a color, right? And veil vale of summer is too good for pioneer. Yeah, still a okay for standard <laughs> for now. For now, so we'll see. Would they like they wouldn't ban veil? Vale. Like that would just be like dumb. Like it doesn't do anything.
1: It depends. Like veil is too contingent on what the format looks like. Like that's why I really didn't understand the ban in pioneer because like veil is only good if you know blue and black spells are good yeah if blue and black spells aren't good then veil's not good and like right now in pioneer green spells are good green spells are good not blue and black spells so i don't i don't understand why they hit veil vale and pioneer and the same thing's going to go for standard like unless blue and black spells are really good veil's not good
0: yeah so we're talking about banning things, yep. and there's some mitigating factors as to what may or may not be banned. Mm-hmm. The first is the calendar. Yeah. So the scheduled band date of November 18th mm-hmm. is nine days before deck for Mythic Championship 7. That's right. That is the, your third Mythic Championship <laughs> in like eight weeks. Yeah. You can. Uh, I you hope you has, like
1: this Oko standard because you get to watch a lot of it. You
0: get to watch a lot of it. And Eric looks like, well, it's not fair to people competing in that event if they only have nine days to prepare. Yeah. And it's like, well, they all have nine days.
2: Yeah, all of them.
0: All of them. Everyone has the same nine days. Also, going to like banning uh, in the calendar, mm-hmm. did you see the tweet Aaron Forsythe sent out? No. He sent out a poll. Okay. Should we do bans ad hoc at more regular scheduled intervals uh, or what the other option was? Like, and someone was like, suggest something we did, like maybe just every other Monday for all formats. Just wow. like, this is just how it is now. Because he was like, based on how fast things change, like, yeah. do we need to like basically change how we do? Bands? I mean, maybe, maybe like,
1: like when the whole BNR you know philosophy was created, we didn't have arena, we didn't have formats getting solved from brand new in a week.
0: Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have Twitter. Right. Right. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't everyone tweeting their decks out. Yeah. So they might be reevaluating how they do bands. Maybe. Going forward. So, okay. So there's the calendar. Yeah. There's they,
1: also the marketing.
0: Yes. Because we were talking about it. And I was like, Oko's face is yeah. on so much stuff. There were like so many things that just had giant Oko's printed on them. Yeah. And Oko shirts. That's bunch right. much people were wearing Oko shirts. Yeah. Like Oko is the face of this set.
1: Mm-hmm. I I did see I don't remember if it was a tweet or a Facebook post or something about uh, somebody just making like an offhanded comment about how it's okay for um, like Oco to be you know handsome and cut and shirtless on like the face of Magic product or whatever. It, it was just kind of a weird comment, but the point of it was is. Like when when they answered, they said, you know, this is something that Oko is a main character for the story. We needed him to sell packs. You know, we figured if we portrayed him in this light, it would sell packs. So that's what we did. But yeah, that I mean, that feeds into the banning uh, argument also, because if Oko's face is on everything, on packs, on shirts, on binders, sleeves, you know, you name it, like that's not something that you want people to open and then say, oh, I can't play this card.
0: Yeah. Are like, oh, who's that? who's that sexy, sexy man? Well, that's yeah. Oko. Oh, what's his card? His card is evil. Yeah, don't worry about it. You can't play You him. can't play that card. <laughs> he's right. the devil. He's the devil. With a blue mask on. He's a blue raccoon. <laughs> so, like, that is also a problem. Like, they yeah. can't... Right, if they ban Nissa Yeah. Right, let's, say, let's say they decide the solution is Nissa. Mm-hmm. A, a set that's in print, but mm-hmm. is not the current set they're trying to push. Right. And if they banned Goose, right. Goose is a rare, Goose is in the current set, mm-hmm. but the Goose is not loose on packs and shirts. No one's wearing, right. like, a Goose shirt.
2: Yeah.
1: The uh, the secret third option is that Goose also wasn't $80 last week.
0: True. True. I mean, Untitled Goose Game might have been, but, <laughs> but this particular Goose, was yeah. not... Everyone thinks it's going to be Oko, but there are these mitigating factors. Yeah. Um, and I
1: believe uh, on our car ride home last night, you said somebody was in the band Nissa boat with me.
0: The goose Nissa boat was uh, Amazonian. Okay. Uh, Amy the Amazonian was like, I'm yeah. on, ban those two. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? And then, like, Oko's a three-mana Planeswalker again, mm-hmm. as opposed to being a two-mana Planeswalker. Right. But I think the problem is, is, like, the unfun thing about Oko is, hey, I played this sweet creature. I played a questing beast. Yeah. It's a 3-3. Three, three. Right. Right? Like, it just, like, invalidates all of your creatures.
1: Yeah. I played a Great Henge. No, you didn't.
0: It's a 3-3. Three, three. It's a 3-3. Three, three. I played a Trail of Crumbs. Oh, wait, it's still a Trail of Crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's an inside joke. Yeah. Uh,
1: my opponent tried to elk my Trail of Crumbs
2: in the last After, like, round. seven turns yeah. of,
0: like, getting Trail of Crumbs. Yeah. Then he was, like... I'm going to turn that into an L because I guess that's how that card works. <laughs> like, if it was, he would have done it seven turns I would have done two. it to
1: myself and then attacked you with it, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, just be mindful that there is a chance they kind of, like, zag mm-hmm. just because they want to keep pushing Oko stuff.
1: Yeah, and, like, I don't know what that means for next year's standard either.
0: Yeah, that's something we talk about, too, like, Getting rid of Oco or Nissa means that's a knob that's getting turned that was not being turned during R and D. Yeah. I also pointed out that they were not turning the Oko knob correctly. If they weren't <laughs> oaking their opponent's
1: stuff. That is correct. They um, forgot to push while they turned. Yeah. They
0: just <laughs> it only does one thing. Yeah. No, actually. It's not it's doing right. anything. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta push it first. Push it first and then turn. Oh. Oh okay. all their stuff's in elk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Maybe doing this leads to some other deck rising up and being, like, oppressive. Right? Like
1: Yeah, and it's important to remember that when talking about bans in general. That's definitely something that people forget about.
0: Well, I mean, in, like, the smart people's defense, right, Uh, like, Sam Black and a couple other people were saying that when you ban Field of the Dead, you should just go ahead and ban Oko. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's just going to make it all Oko. Yeah. That is what happened. Yep. And I don't know what the... If the Oko Domino falls, what that then... What the next best thing to, is. Right. Is it fires? I don't know. I don't know. Right. So...
1: We talked about that on the trip, and we're going to talk about it right yeah. now, too.
0: So, it could be fires. It could be some deck that already exists.
1: Yeah. We had a, a couple other ideas also. Um, yeah. I think the... The existing deck that gains the most from an ogo ban is probably Fires.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: We also have kind of a rip on your is it list, whether it's just is it or whether we go Teamer or Grixis, where you're some kind of like Royal Scions Tempoe shell with like a beater backup plan.
0: Yeah, where you're not so where you don't have to be so committed to stopping a turn two oko. Right. Or like never letting a Nissa resolve, like being able to put a little more pressure on so when the Nissa does resolve, you already have a clock and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Uh so you have that or just like kind of a, a goose mid rangey shell where you're like playing mm-hmm. your girl spellbreakers. Yep. And but you also have like Royal Science. So it's kind of like the Jeff Hooglin had a teamer deck that was just like
1: Oko's goes and Royal Science.
0: Oh goes and Royal Science and Questing beasts. Like if yeah. it had an orange Eldrain set symbol, it, it was, was just in. in the deck. Yeah. So that's one option. Mm-hmm. The And then how about like green, black food?
1: Yeah. Like I said, when I was, you know, kind of putting together and learning this four color deck, the cat oven goose engine trailer crumbs is really powerful. And if the format kind of takes a step slower and shorter, taking a step shorter, like doesn't go as over the top. Yeah. Um, you can probably get away with something like Savvy Hunter as well.
0: Yeah, where Savvy Hunter's turning your food into cards. Yeah, into advantage.
1: And, like, you made the comparison of Savvy Hunter is kind of just um, Glint Sleeve Siphoner, right? Yeah. Like, if food is energy, Savvy Hunter's Glint Sleeve Siphoner. Yeah,
0: so, like, Glint Sleeve Siphoner made an energy when it came in. Yeah. And an energy when it attacked. Yeah. And had menace. Mm-hmm. Savvy Hunter's one more mana. Yeah. Every time it attacks or blocks, it makes a food. But you're not limited to upkeep. Right, to you can do it whenever. Draw the draw the card. Yep. Like Goose gives you a more repeatable way to generate food than like you uh-huh. had any way for energy. Energy, like right. all the played energy cards were like... On attack or on damage on or whatever. On attack or on, or like ETB. Yeah. It wasn't like just like pay two mana, make an energy. Right. Which would have been ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Also, we're doing a really good job of uh, comparing food and energy right now. We are. I don't know if you remember our uh, set review episode, but somebody else compared uh, energy to food. That was you. It was, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think that the thing is, is like when you looked at food, it didn't have as many payoffs yeah. that were... like It was like they fixed the payoffs from energy yeah. when those payoffs were... Things that looked like whole cards, mm-hmm. right? Like the Thopter from of Virtuoso. Right. Kind of looked like a pretty large percentage of a card. Yeah, most of a card. And, right, with everything being ETB make energy, Yeah, the energy was free, mm-hmm. right? The cards that had energy didn't have the energy's worth of value knocked out of their stats. Right. Right, so Whirl of Rotuoso was a 2-3 three for 3 mana. Mm-hmm. Maybe it should have been a 2-2 two, two mm-hmm. for 3 mana. Right? Uh, Rogue or a 2-3 for 4 mana. Yeah, Rogue Refiner yeah. was a 3-2 that drew a card and gave you 2 energy. For 3 mana. For 3 mana. It probably either should not have drawn you the card. Yeah. Should have given you like 1 energy. Yeah. Or should have been like a 2-1 yeah. for Or a 1-2. Yeah, but like it had enough. Like the cards were all just like reasonably statted, Mm -hmm. without the energy factored in. So I feel like they tried to do a better job of factoring in the food and making food cost mana a lot of times. Yeah, but it's still not. I mean, if you
1: think about Rogue Refiner, like Elvish Visionary, yeah, is a card that sees play in every format. Yeah, costs two mana, is a one-one and draws a card. So for another mana, you get plus two, plus, plus two, one, plus one, and two energy.
0: Which two energy was a half, half to an entire yeah. card? Yeah. So it was almost like draw a card and a half.
1: Yeah. For one more mana.
0: Yeah, so I feel like they did their best to fix a lot of that. Like you didn't mm-hmm. get a lot. You don't get a lot of food for free. Right. But the fact that like you can repeatedly get food. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there was no pay two mana make a food or make an energy.
0: Yeah. But, like, Oko fills the, like, make-free food role.
1: Right. And so does Goose. Yeah. So does the oven.
0: Yeah. So they didn't maybe balance it correctly. Yeah. Okay. So that is where Standard might be. So play your Oko's this weekend mm-hmm. and then uh, see what happens on Monday because they can't let this happen. They can't let this tournament happen again in three weeks. No, absolutely like, not. Two weeks. Two or three, yeah, two yeah. or three weeks, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. is. Like when I was when we were driving back, the the non food mirror was like twenty three thousand viewers, yeah. And then we did go into like commercial hell, where it was like 11, it eleven commercials. A Good job, guys. Yeah. Um but then like when it went to the food mirror it went to like 19,000. Yeah. And then like the next food mirror it was like 17,000. Like they yeah. were just hemorrhaging viewers. Like the more food tokens got made, the more viewers went <laughs> to get food and just never came back. Yeah. Now, now for something fun.
1: Yeah, now we have something super fun to talk about. So
0: we this is going to be part of like something else we just want to touch on briefly, and that's mm-hmm. the mystery packs. Yeah. And we just wanted to say like after like, you know, Jamming a bunch of arena, yeah, or playing your, you know, your grand prix or your tournament Mm. or your big turn, whatever. It's fun to just like play magic for fun,
1: yeah, turn your brain off a little bit.
0: And the mystery packs solve that,
1: yeah. We, I think we both had a blast yesterday morning. We did two of these mystery drafts.
0: I drafted some awful decks because I was uh value drafting, yeah, I had a
1: lot of fun, yeah,
0: so. The mystery packs were unveiled on Thursday at GP Richmond or Magic Fish Richmond. Yep. And no one knew what was in them.
1: Right. We only knew that it was going to happen.
0: Yeah. uh, The running joke was that they were going to be full of bees. Yeah. (laughs) Each pack was just going to be bees. Hey, man, I got a hornet nest out of one of my packs. You got got bees. (laughs) I got bees. Right. And they started out with a sealed... Yep, and then they did on-demand drafts. I yep. think all weekend
1: they actually did like a really cool reveal for it. I don't know if you caught any of it on social media, but they had like Gavin dressed up as a, like a Men in Black guy with like sunglasses and a tux, like on. Secret Service, Secret guy. Service, yeah. And he had like a briefcase, like handcuffed to his hand, and then they had a whole bunch of product like heaped up on a cart that like a bunch of judges were like guarding or whatever, pushing it around the venue. It was kind of neat.
0: Looking at it at first, mm-hmm. I wasn't super impressed with it.
1: Yeah. I definitely felt like I had to talk you into doing it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what it what it ends up feeling like is it's it's more like a cube. Kind of. It's like I think we have down here is a cross between a cube and a Chaos Draft. So a Chaos yeah. Draft is you just get random packs. Right. And you draft them. And the problem with Chaos Draft is that...
1: There's no good packs anymore.
0: Well, there's no good packs.
1: Well, see that that's the argument that most chaos drafters use though is that they would rather chaos draft cuz they want to open a nurse's legacy pack and they want to open a Mirrodin in pack. Oh, but, well, like, like I, those packs don't exist anymore.
0: So I was going to say oh. that the problem with uh, with um, chaos draft is the themes don't carry across oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sets. Yeah, that also. So you open your Mirrodin pack and you take your busted like cares about artifacts rare. Yeah, or cares or card that was busted and mirrored in Mirrodin. Yeah, and then you see like hot soup as like <laughs> as an as an artifact, and you're yeah. like, well, this card's got awful, but I need <laughs> artifacts. Hot soup coming through. Right. It's an actual real card in 15 people. That's the oh. flavor text on it, too. Yeah. Right. So, you, so like, the, the themes don't line up. Yeah. This is more like Cube because they've curated yeah. the cards. So yeah, they definitely can, put, like, archetypes in.
2: There are archetypes, but yeah.
0: unlike a Cube that is usually, what is it, 540? Yeah. For a Cube, this set is... A lot of cards. Somewhere... Just under 2,000. The the count is weird, though. Yeah. So, like, when if it comes to your store...
1: Right, if you're playing it at your LGS.
0: The set is, like...
1: 121 cards different than if you play it at a Magic Fest.
0: Yeah. The set's, like, 16 or 1700.
1: Yeah. The, the base set itself, I believe, is 1694. Okay. And then if you play it at a Magic Fest, there is also 121 playtest cards... And if you play it at your LGS, there will be 121 foil cards in the playtest card slot instead, but those 121 cards will be cards that are not in the base set.
0: Okay, so it does, when you draft it, it does feel like you are drafting cube, Yeah. but it's a cube where not everything is, like, it's a cube where you have... You may more, not fill out your archetype. More cards than there are packs, so it's yeah. a five forty cube. Yeah. Where when eight people sit down and draft, there's a bunch of cards left in the yeah. in the in the box as opposed to a cube that's like three sixty, mm-hmm. which all the cards are in the the draft pool. Right. You said playtest cards. So what? These were the thing that was unique and what train wrecked all my drafts.
1: Uh, these were also the things that everybody was excited about and I think have caused the most volatility also. So yeah, in the convention edition packs, so like what you would play at a Magic Fest, I think they said it's going to be at PAX East. Yeah. Um, I think there was one more convention they said it was going to be at.
0: So Magic Fest Columbus is the next one you can do this at. Okay. I do believe because the the Sao Paulo and the interna- some of the international ones, they can't get the packs there. Through Customs in Time.
1: Oh, okay. That stinks. Yeah. Yeah, so in these convention edition packs, there are, in one of the slots in the pack, there is, they're calling it a test card or a playtest card or something along those lines. And it looks like, if you've ever seen a picture of Wizards playtest cards, that's what it looks like. They have printed a sticker on the card. Like, so instead of looking at the artwork in a text box, it looks like a sticker of some five-year-old's artwork in a text box. Yes. And these cards, they're not really normal magic cards. They do really weird things. Like I said, they have five-year-old artwork. By five-year-old, he means artwork drawn by a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like that was done five years ago.
0: And so what these were is they went around Wizards and they Mm -hmm. said, design a card. Yep. Hey, Bob in accounting, design a card. Yep. Hey, Sue, design a card. Yep. And so they all got to like design a card Mm -hmm. and so some of them are joke cards
1: yeah like you got to be kind of in tune to get the
0: joke there's like the galgari something it's three green black for a flying vigilance creature and that goes back to the great designer search yeah where when you had to take a quiz and get like all the questions right and it was like what color pair most likely is most likely to have a flying vigilance creature yeah for three mana mana
1: and one of the choices was not blue white yeah so you had to pick whatever other color pair fit and like i guess it turned out that the answer they were looking for was Golgari, but that's not what like anybody put down because that's not something that Golgari gets to do traditionally
0: yeah and their argument was well green gets vigilance yeah and black gets flying so yeah. of course yeah so they made a a three green black. Right. Kind Sarah of as a angel. joke. yeah, yeah. Uh, And then there's like it's a blue red hybrid card called how to keep an is it made busy and it yeah. just says put this card back in your hand. Yep. And so so you can just keep casting it over and over and over again and accomplishing nothing. Yep. There's a couple things. There's a couple cards that turn you into a planeswalker.
1: Yeah, it's kind of kind of unique. So the uh, the thing with these cards is that they're different from uncards they're different from silver border cards what that's kind of the first thing that people compared them all to with silver border cards uh wizards came out and says these are not silver border cards silver bordered cards are cards that don't work within normal magic rules these cards all work within normal magic rules so they could all potentially be like printed in some form or another on a real magic card yeah. Now whether they're joke cards or whether they're um like rejected playtest cards or whether they're cards with a mechanic that they actually want feedback on, like Wizards has said all of those three things are possible. So maybe someday you might see how to keep an Is It Mage busy.
0: Uh there was the one I had which is the name of the card was Terminus Backwards. it's the name of the card was spell it's It was Terminus spelled backwards. Terminus spelled backwards. I don't know how you say that. And it had... uh, I forget what the name of the... It it was Reverse Miracle. Reverse Miracle, For Black. If you searched your library and it was the bottom card of your library, you had to pay Black and exile all creatures. Yep. And
1: that is a card that could exist. Yes. Like, I could see that in, you know, some... Theros or whatever. That is a yeah. card that I could see existing.
0: And then there was like the unicycle that's like a 3-1 creature that also is an equipment. Oh, was a, was it a creature or was it a vehicle? I think it was equipment vehicle. Was it an equipment, equipment vehicle? Yes. Yeah. So you could equip it to something or it could be a vehicle. Right. And so it has like weird rules interactions. Yeah. So I train wrecked all my drafts because I just drafted every one of those that came to me. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of them. I ended up with 22. Whew. <laughs> I think that in so there were what 24 packs yeah opened in our two drafts yep i ended up with 22 of the play test cards i got 12 in the first draft and 10 in the second that's pretty good so like i pretty much got all of them well no there's 24 packs in one draft 24 packs so 48 total yeah so i got half, got half of the of half of them <laughs> good job yeah I don't know if any of them are going to be worth anything, but it's also just a thing that you're not going to be able to get very often.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. Like, obviously, they're not going to do this forever. No. So I don't. I don't know how long they're gonna they're gonna have them for. Saying that, this is like definitely a unique experience that if you have the ha- the chance of doing, you should do
0: it. Yeah, even if you, it's, like get your LGS. Yeah. They haven't said. Did they say what? I guess there's not an MSRP anymore. No. There are valuable cards in the set, but the way the set is set up is there's no rarities. Kind of. It's like weird. Explain.
1: All right. So every pack has 15 slots in it. Okay. 15 different cards. There's going to be two commons or uncommons from each color. So two red, two blue, two black, two white, two green. There's going to be two commons or uncommons that are either going to be an artifact or a land. There's one rare or mythic from M15 forward, so the new frame. And there's going to be one card of any rarity pre-M15, like with the old frame.
0: Yeah, so if you... Don't know how to tell the cards apart. They actually use the old card files. Yeah. So they look exactly like the old cards, except for there is a small planeswalker symbol in the bottom left-hand corner. Right. And that's how you can tell if it's the reprint card or right. the original. yeah Because like I opened a Carpet of Flowers. Yeah. And, and it, it looks, looks exactly like a Carpet like of Flowers, carpet of flowers yeah. with the original art and everything.
1: Yeah. Um. So on top of that, there's also in the convention edition, you'll get one play test card or in like the local game store edition you'll get one foil card. But for every slot in the pack, it comes from its own 121 card sheet. So there's 221 or there's yeah, there's two 121 card sheets for the red common uncommon slot. Okay? One for each of them. There's two 121 card sheets for the green common uncommon slot when you like break that all down you have an equal chance of getting any specific rare or mythic from your you know rare mythic slot as you do any specific common or uncommon okay so you would have a 1 in 121 chance of opening a lightning bolt off of the lightning bolt sheet it's the same chance you'd have of op- 1 in 121 of opening the mana crypt off of the rare mythic sheet.
2: Okay.
0: Now you say this, but there were some collation issues. There were multiple e- times yeah. you got packs. You saw two identical packs. We were in the same yeah. pods. I apparently wasn't paying attention, but you saw two identical packs. Yeah. I don't know if across- they were exactly
1: identical, but I know that there was at least four cards in the same four cards in the pack. That was the same from our first draft to our second. And draft. there
0: were multiple stories about people opening the exact same pack, yeah. Uh, in their sealed pool, they had two of the same pack, yeah. Like I think Ryan Overturf had two soul rings,
1: yeah. Somebody else had two mana vaults,
0: yeah. Or mana crypts, or is no, it yeah, random? yeah,
1: mana crypt.
2: Sorry, yeah.
0: So there's some some weird things. Like I think that they, you know, these aren't super high quality control. Like they're not right. going to be like competitive packs ever, right? So. It is, a f- if you like Cube or you like Chaos Draft, I think mm-hmm. this is, like, good. Yeah. Um, it does, like I said, it does feel like Cube.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, it's a, definitely a neat palate cleanser. Something different when for when you're kind of burnt out on whatever format you're playing.
0: Yeah. I don't know, did they say when it's going to come to stores?
1: Uh, March 13th, I think they said.
0: Okay, so until then, the only place you can do it is at a Magic Fest in your area. Yep. Unless you live in Sao Paulo,
1: right? Then I'm sorry, yeah, you should sorry. have come to Richmond.
0: Yeah, hey, get on your get on your plane. <laughs> uh, hitchhike with Paulo Vitor Davino Rosa. Sure, That'll be fine.
1: Just hiding his luggage.
2: <laughs> be fine.
0: Three Brazilians in one trench coat <laughs> getting on a plane.
1: Counts as three Brazilians for anything that counts Brazilians. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> there was a card, isn't there? A, wasn't one of the playtest cards like three kids in a trench coat?
1: It is. Yeah, it's like two and a white for a one five, and it counts as. I think it's five kids in a trench coat, and it counts as five creatures for anything that counts creatures. There we go. Yep. Impact Tremors.
0: Impact Tremors. Boom. <laughs>
1: boom, 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 boom. Five you.
0: That was a mystery draft. Yep. It is less of a mystery now. I think if you go on Scryfall, mm-hmm. they have all of the playtest cards figured out by now.
1: Yeah, they had an uncut sheet hung at the event hall, so I'm yeah. assuming people have taken pictures and you know put the cards in databases all over the place.
0: Yeah, so they exist. Yep. You can find them.
1: I know Goldfish has a couple like they haven't actually made the set, but they do have there's a couple people that have like imported the card file into Goldfish like as a deck list. Gotcha. So you can search for that and see like all all the cards in it. You know, game. 16, 1700 cards whatever. Supposedly the EV on it's really good. I heard somebody had calculated the ev based off of goldfish and just in the two slots where you could potentially get a rare mythic Mm -hmm. you were looking at an ev of like eight dollars per slot
0: wow okay
1: so like that's forgetting about any valuable commons or uncommons from the other and the rest of it and not counting the test print card yeah which some of them i've seen for between 40 and $80.
0: I should probably look and see what, how much the ones I have are. Yeah. Because I have a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, a guy in our uh, our last draft was uh, three guys who day two'd the Pro Tour. Yeah. And they were super spiky about this, like, fun, yeah dumb format. And the one guy, like, partway through the draft, someone was like, oh. At the end of the draft, someone was like, yeah, those white cards are worth like $7 a piece Yeah, and he was like what and I'm just like <laughs> got my pile of white cards I'm like yes excellent yeah we got them yeah. I got all all these Yep. so we're going to cycle back to serious magic for winner. serious
1: magic for a minute
0: serious magic <laughs> serious magic yeah you said serious magic you sounded like Scooby Doo <laughs> you should edit that out <laughs> I don't know all right, it's Sco- there forever now. Scooby Carson's pretty good. <laughs> rut row. Rut row. Um, speaking of rut row, yeah. our arena data arena arena was drunk. It needed to go home. Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. So I was like, yeah, I had looked at the arena data because we got back last night, kind of like seven. But I just had, didn't feel like sitting down and doing it. Yeah, uh, I was palate-cleansing myself more with playing some dum-dum arena omniscience oh, drafts.
1: Okay, you did You haven't done the uh, Oko's Madness or I've whatever. done Oko's Madness yet. So. Oh, it's so bad. Is it bad? Oh, it's so bad. Did you
0: get your Bonecrusher Giant? No. I played one game, and I don't know if I can do another one. So Oko's Momir Madness is its Momir, right. but all your creatures have power and toughness 3-3. On top of that, mana cost doesn't matter. What? Yeah. So you just like play a one, you just like... You just
1: make one drops. Yeah,
0: it... What?
1: It. It's awful.
0: Oh my it's God. It's awful. So like you can like w- do the one mana thing and not get it and just get like a 3-3 three, three Gristlebrand? Right. But then it doesn't matter because I got a 3-3 like,
1: three, three spout Tyrant.
0: But it doesn't matter... Well, Tidespout's hard. Oh, wait, you don't cast you spells. You don't cast anything. <laughs> yeah. But then like it doesn't matter like if you draw cards with Gristlebrand because you're not playing lands. Right.
1: The only thing, like, you can play lands if you have, like, activated abilities, I guess. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, it is the worst thing I've ever done with an hour of my time. You played one game and it took an hour? It was, like, 40 minutes, yeah. The rules of magic say you can concede at any time. <laughs> I wanted my card style, man!
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Bow Crusher Diet's pretty deep up the list of <laughs> yeah. card styles. You gotta win, like, four or five. Yeah. So there's that, apparently, if you want to hate yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was going to go home and try to grind out some wins real fast doing that, but maybe oh. how will we evaluate? <laughs> we'll do one after we wrap up here. Oh, God. Um, I hadn't looked at the arena data, and I was like, yeah. well, I'll look. I don't even know how many games we had. And so I went and I looked, and our data is super wonky. It is yeah. It is from a different planet. So we've been living on planet Oko, right. and arena is on... Planet NoCo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Planet Mono Red?
1: Like 12% Mono Red?
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, all of our data is from gold. I played some. And then uh, Steve uh, Steve McGee played a whole bunch.
1: Yeah. Thanks, buddy. You really helped us out this week.
0: Yeah. So we ended up with 63 games yeah. in the old uh, data sheet. And Simic and Saltai Food... Was somehow 5% of the gold metagame.
1: Unbelievable. That's makes, like 65% less than the MC.
0: And like 35 or 40% less than the uh, GP. Yeah. So I don't know if people were like, you know what? Gentleman's
1: agreement, no okay.
0: Yeah, I don't want to play this, yeah. so I'm not going to. But yeah, it just was like seemingly shadow banned yeah. from, <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> from Arena. You know what that means? What? It's a great time to play Yoko. It's a great time. Because nothing can beat it. (laughs) No one's expecting it. I mean, I guess Mono Red was the most played deck, and then there was uh, like Green Black slash Jund Adventures, which I think these decks have just kind of settled on being Green Black now. Yeah. But then we had just giant like 35% off meta, and like our on meta stuff, like we had a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like eleven of the thirteen decks we listed. Yeah, were played, were played against. Right. So I don't know what people were playing. I don't either. That they were not playing uh, the decks we had listed, but like we have the the main gist of things. I think the only like oddball deck that is listed here is like mono black. That's just because I went through a phase where like I just played against mono black over and over and over again. Yeah. And that was played almost as much as simic or saltai food. It was three point two percent. It's off by like one game played from being the same. So yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know why people got off of it. I don't know. I had one theory that maybe you went from having a bunch of people perhaps testing on ladder. That could be. And then they stopped testing. So then all those like spiky food decks went away. But I don't I wouldn't expect for them to be at gold. Yeah. Unless they dumped a bunch of money into a, like a secret, like
3: offshore account.
0: account. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Matt, you know, uh, LSV's secret secrets, magic online account, right? I heard he had one. I don't know what it is. It's M bison. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause he tweeted out that he was testing and played against someone from his team. Yeah. Who was not on a, not on a secret account and was like, Hey, so, what are you doing with this deck? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about playing this at the Pro Tour. And it was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> Not realizing it was LSV's secret account. <laughs> so, like, that was just, like, tweeted and put up, put up just that, that exchange. That was pretty good. Like, so, now you know my secret account. So, if you play against M. <laughs> M. Bison. that is... Also LSV. That was also LSV. So, yeah, I don't know where they all went. It's super yeah. weird. So, basically, all the decks that you thought were good, no one played on Arena. Right. So... Hop on and crush some nerds. Yeah, hop on and crush some people for like a week. Yep. Until they make it all go away. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's everything we wanted to talk about. A lot of information to get through. A lot of information. Long. Yeah. We have a feeling that Standard is, well, no one's going to care about Standard here in yeah. a little while. Yep. So, we're going to probably do two things going forward. We're going to mm-hmm. probably shift a little bit more to Pioneer.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty excited to finally get a chance to jump into the format a little bit and it's something new that people want to
2: hear about yeah
0: so we're, so. we're going to shift to pioneer and we also haven't forgot about uh, the request for like how to play like in paper yeah and i think that when we were driving to the magic fest uh and while we're at the magic fest i think the way we're going to approach it is bigger than just yeah how do you like communicate in like a paper game mm-hmm. so it might end up being like kind of a multi part where it might be like you know 20 minutes of three or four episodes yeah. as opposed to an hour and 20 minute single episode right we'll see how it works out yeah but, we'll see how it breaks up but I think we want to start with like what are the things you need to like have like physicalities you, yeah the yeah. physical things you need to have before you leave your house yeah kind of deal and, like, where to get those things mm-hmm. and all that stuff so that you can go in and, like, be ready to... Play your FNM. Play your M, your first F and, yep. like, know what you're doing. Yep. So I was, like, because we are talking about it, I said this is, like, way bigger because there's so much stuff that since we've been playing since, yeah. you know, I I've, I've been playing on and off since I was, like, 15. Yeah. And I'm not 15 anymore. No, me neither. <laughs> and so... Like things that, like the things that you did when you were starting out, and you had to figure out. Now yeah. you just take for granted. Mm-hmm. So it's like thinking about all those little things. Yep,
1: we'll and, try and recap them and present them in a way where they are easily digestible and findable.
0: Yeah, so we'll do our best. Yep. Uh, so look out for that. I think that as standard slows down, mm-hmm. like wouldn't this MC or yeah the MC seven mm-hmm. I guess is right at the beginning of like December or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to care about it. I don't really care about it already. And, and I know afterwards, it's like around the holidays and no one cares about magic.
1: Yep, and then Theros happens. And so. then
0: Theros happens. So like New Year's Day or January 2nd, they'll start Theros spoilers.
1: Yeah, I think they usually give us one thing on Christmas. On Christmas and then they usually start like right after New Year's. Yeah.
0: So... No one's going to care. So yeah. we'll we'll give you some quality content of what you can do with your Christmas money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, if we get started early enough, you can ask Santa or your wife to, to buy you stuff. Santa Claus, wife, same deal. <laughs> Shh, don't ruin it for them. What are you talking about? Like Santa... Santa Claus typically doesn't come to old people like us. It's like our wives or girlfriends. That's true. For our younger listeners, Santa is more kid-focused. I gotcha. So I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I mean, I'm usually a good boy, so Santa does usually hook me up a little bit. (laughs) So, like, I'm just saying. But, yeah, so if you have things that you want to have us address Mm -hmm. in in that vein. Yeah, this is a great time to have us do that. This is a great time. Our first big request was, like, communication, like, basically how to work through a turn in person. Yep. And we're going to do that.
1: Yeah. We were actually going to tack that onto an episode a couple weeks ago, but when I started writing it out, it was way too long to be tacked onto an episode.
0: It was super long, and it might not even, like, I don't think it's as in-depth as, like, we might end up actually going on, like, everything you need to do. Yeah. So... Right like you know here here here's one you can do now learn to shuffle. Yes, please learn to shuffle.
1: Like just pick up some cards, sit there watch TV and shuffle.
0: Yeah. Like you can start out with playing cards if you don't actually have physical cards. Yeah. But like learn how to like handle physical objects. Yeah. Because there's like nothing more annoying than like watching someone just like slam cards together. Yeah. And not shuffling and like
1: presenting unrandomized decks yeah it's like like, that's borderline cheating
0: yeah it's like okay i guess i have to shuffle your deck now yeah i mean i had a judge came over and grabbed an opponent and i overheard him say you need to shuffle your cards better right and it was round like 13 yeah of a legacy gp he's like should be able to shuffle his cards smushing like eight thousand dollars worth of cards together like so learn to shuffle this is a thing you can just pick up and like attempt to do yep But if you have anything in that, like, how do I, like, go from arena to paper, paper. like, the mechanics of it all.
1: Yep, or or even, like, things that you want to try and get better at. Like, if if you can identify a problem that you have on your own and want us to address it, let us know.
0: Yeah, and, like, we'll probably over the next few weeks start putting those topics Mm -hmm. in. So tweet at us at Casual Tripod with your... uh, Suggestions. Yep,
1: you can shoot us a message on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us any suggestions, comments, concerns you have to show at casualtryhardmtg dot com.
0: Yep, and with that, we'll catch you at FNM.
1: We will catch you at FNM.